The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters with your host, the Mexican. We promised we would follow up on the new Dave Jones rivalry that Mexi has been pensive, also oh pensive and investigative about. But we will get there. First, let us announce some sporting events slash happenings that have occurred recently. I would like to first congratulate my man, Kobe Bryant. Yes, the Black Mamba won an Oscar for his short film, Dear Basketball. It actually aired around the time he retired. I happened to see it. It is a good short film. I mean, I don't watch that many short film, and I may be biased because I uh, love Kobe Bryant. And he is clearly... The GOAT. Well, slightly behind Michael, but still, you know, the closest thing to the GOAT or Michael that we've had in quite some time. And for all you haters, when LeBron James wins an Oscar, then you guys can come talk to me. Okay? It's good. Good decision. The other short films in the running, that category, I usually don't care about. I mean, nobody gives two shits, but... That's actually a short film that I actually knew on the list of nominees. I'm like, oh, well, I wonder if he's going to win. And he did. Hmm. Also, speaking of winners at the Oscars, Coco. Uh, yes, uh, Disney film about Mexico wins the Oscar for best animated film. No surprise there. Basically, Mexico and Kobe Bryant win Oscars. That makes me happy. Uh, Oscars happened this past Sunday. And it was, you know, the same weekend as my race in Alabama, same weekend as the Arnold. Uh, I don't think I've ever had them fall on the same weekend. Um, I, but hey, I could not attend the Arnold for I was in Alabama. Makes me slightly sad, but I mean, it's the Arnold. I mean, it's the same thing basically every year. Um, did not go to NXT this year. And to be quite honest, I haven't been watching a lot of NXT lately because not that many of the people I know are on there anymore. And the people that I do know are still, you know, still training. So they're not actually wrestling. I'm referring to Casey. But anywho, so... um, Yes, the Arnold was this past weekend. And I read somewhere that that is the biggest uh, gathering in Ohio. I'm not sure if that is accurate. 
And I'm still saying, and I completely agree on this, that we should put up a statue of Macho Man downtown if we're going to have one of Arnold because of the Arnold. But hey, um, enough about the Oscars and about Arnold. Liverpool qualified to the next round, the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Uh, obviously, after a 5-0 thrashing of FC Porto in Portugal, came back home. We decided, hey, let's put it on reserves and, you know, see what happens. You know, hold the lead, so to speak. 0-0. Great. We qualified. We rested our people in front of, uh, well, ahead of the... Uh, Manchester United game, which is this coming Saturday. Uh, I will be up early for that. That is the first Manchester derby for the misses. That should be interesting. Anywho, um, so yeah, rested players, and that is exactly that is. I referenced this in previous podcasts, but that is exactly what I ask and what should be expected of teams I watch. In tournaments and in playoffs. If you have a commanding lead against your opponent, you should be able to hold said lead because you clearly demonstrated your superiority. So it's a little harder to do in basketball and baseball and American sports where there's a series, like a bunch of games. In soccer tournaments, it's usually home and away to a game, so it's two games. Less games to figure out. But that is why last year's uh, meltdown by Paris Saint-Germain to Barcelona was ridiculous. Because if you are up 4-0 or 5-0, you should be holding that lead. Manchester City qualified as well, holding their lead. They were up 4-0 against FC Basel from Switzerland. Yet, when they put in their reserves, they lost 2-1. Still slightly embarrassing. I would not lose to a Swiss team on home soil. But, again, the point was made that they qualified on the overall score, 5-2. Okay? So, two English teams through to the next round. Tottenham lost, so they're out. But that is my point. Holding the lead. That is what teams should be able to do. And that's why I love soccer. Speaking in other sports. um, And we covered a little bit about basketball with the Black Mamba. But I I would like to say this. About the Lakers. Can we please stop being retarded? I don't know who these super fans are in LA who are making billboards. Advertising hashtag LeBron with LA instead of L-E. No. No. Can we please stop? I don't want that turd on the Lakers anymore. I wanted him years ago when before he went to the Heat. Because he would have brought Kobe and then the Lakers two titles like he did Miami. I don't want old LeBron on the team because here's a couple things you don't understand. Who are we going to bring with? Paul George? Oh, yeah, because he's doing wonders in OKC. No, I don't want Paul George either. And I damn sure don't want Isaiah Thomas. I don't want Lonzo Ball. I Was I the only one that did not want Lonzo Ball? Well, how's he doing, by the way? Oh, yeah. 
when Isaiah Thomas is putting up more points than you are on the regular because he's basically the only person on the team that's decent anymore, yeah, that's an issue. Here's the thing. LeBron comes over. Oh, he gets a max deal. Great. Oh, he lives in L.A. He gets to direct. whoop de doo But we're not winning anything. Because here's the thing. Him plus Paul George or whoever. Plus Alonzo Ball. Are not going to beat the Golden State Warriors. Because I'm pretty sure the Golden State Warriors. If they win again. They're staying intact. Those same four of Durant, Curry, Clay, and Draymond are unselfish and know how to sacrifice to win championships. They've done so already. And they will be in the same division. You have to play them four times a year. LeBron, please don't come to the Lakers. Go to the Clippers. There. Go there. Because I really don't want you in L.A. With my Lakers Anymore I did at one point But that time it's come and gone You are old And you pillaged my Lakers This year I'm very upset Oh, and get this All because apparently You know, they were in a slump And you know, they were uh, Desperate Oh, and LeBron caught D-Wade Checking out Halftime at halftime, Miami Heat scores. And D-Wade wanted to really go back to Miami where he's lighting it up. Huh, interesting. He was lighting it up in in Miami when they traded him there now. But he wasn't doing that for Cleveland. Huh, interesting. I mean, playing with LeBron would have a positive impact, right? Hmm. Interesting. Maybe he really wanted to go back to Miami. Maybe Gabriel Union, his boo, said uh, Cleveland sucks. And maybe, uh, you know, LeBron's talents are not all they're cranked up to be. And he just takes up too much of the ball. I don't know. But he's definitely lighting it up in Miami. So, speaking of the pillage of the Lakers, Jordan Clarkson recently was interviewed because he got to play under Kobe and he got to play under LeBron. Oh, he's played under LeBron. And so they asked him to compare both leadership styles. And as expected, of course, Kobe, Kobe's drives you because Kobe is the type of guy that would be a drill sergeant and expect you to be at your best every day, every game, every hour, because that's who he is. He wants to win. He may berate you. He may tell you the truth, and it may hurt your feelings, but guess what? That's Kobe. LeBron's leadership style seems more of a, you know, like a like an uncle role model in your life. Great, but only gets you so far. And I agree. Now, now that we've talked basketball, 
I would also like to continue where I left off. You know, it's still sports, but this is the running world. And discuss Dave Jones, Mr. Millionaire who ran eight continents and 50 marathons that we covered on the last episode. I received comments like, well, Maxi, you're just being selfish. You're just, you're just, you know, you're jealous. Yeah, but I'm not jealous of his running. I'm not jealous of him being able to do all that in 365 days. What I am jealous of is the fact that he has more money than me. That is what I am jealous about. Because if we both had the same amount of money, like, let's just say this was a competition, and they gave him a million dollars for a year, gave me a million dollars for a year, I would do what he did faster. I've already calculated it, as I proved last episode. I can probably do it faster. Now, here's the other thing. When I we reviewed and investigated, most of the races he did were sections of the mainly marathons like I covered. So if he actually were to plan accordingly, which apparently he doesn't do very well, he could have done all those mainly marathons and come up with my plan and done it in a faster time. But I don't know why, you know, millionaires have other commitments apparently. He chose not to. And plus the whole continent thing that we covered, you know, there were seven of them and then it became eight. So he technically had to go back to New Zealand. Now we don't have that problem because now the eight kick off the series. So, and I did go back and investigate. He um, actually did do Kentucky twice, but uh, he did manage to do all 50 states. All 50 states were covered. Um, and I actually realized that you can click on them and it tells you, uh, the distance that he ran. So he can also, uh, basically you can also see how many miles and, and, and if it was an ultra. So he actually did a few ultras. Commendable. I'll give him that. He did do all 50 states, bravo, and eight continents. Bravo, bravo, bravo. But as I said, I came up with a way to do it faster. So all I need is the money. Uh, and that is the issue at hand. Is the dinero. Cause here's and here's the thing. A million dollars is too much. If you give me I'm guessing 50k would take care of it. Because I I'm still planning on working, I'm still planning on doing everything else, so I'm pretty sure 50k would take care of it. Cause the eight and eight, eight marathons and eight continents would basically be um 16k. I just looked up a flight to New Zealand would probably be another 1300. Flight back from Chile probably 800. So you're looking at another 22100 there. So 18k would take care of the flying. 
out of the country. Everything else could be doable with under 30, let's see, 34K. Well, 32K. Well, actually, more like 29, 29 if you're doing the math. But yeah. My other concern is the way I plan on beating him would be mostly using mainly marathon series. Well, if you know me at all, how I like to run, I'm all about the bling. I love me a good medal. Most of these mainly marathon series have connecting tiny medals. I don't like that. But then again, that's, and that's the thing that drew my attention when I saw his article. He had a picture with all his medals, and most of them looked decent. So I'm like, he didn't do that many, mainly marathon series. And I, then I did my research, and I came across the fact that he didn't do that many. But he did do the few that he was missing to finish it under 364. What? In 364 days, under 365. So my plan currently right now would be to best him with with all mainly marathon series and that would be a full month and a half ahead of schedule but i'm currently working on a plan to see if if there is a way to beat his record hopefully a month ahead because i would hate to have a way to beat it and it'd only be shy of you know a day oh i broke the record by a day i hate those people breaking records by like the bare minimum. Huh. So I'm trying to figure out a way to do it because I know there's a lot of back-to-back marathons out there. A way to do it without having to do the mainly marathon series. Stay tuned. We'll figure that out as we go. Not sure what the scenario is or which races, but so far we're we're putting that together. Speaking of which. It's a good time to do a shout out. And as always, you know, if you're exercising, wanting to learn how to run, or just want to tackle your first marathon, or maybe second, go to studios, go to Super Studios 253. Ask for Super. Use promo code MEXI, give you discounts on races, apparel, training, any classes. Super Studios 253. Also, if you run like me, you know that the occasional massage is a must with the same promo code MEXI. Hand hand and stone massages in the area. And actually, nationwide, we'll take promo code Mexi. Let them know Mexi referred you, and you will get a discount on your first massage, a sweetest massage, actually, and get also a discount on membership. Ask at any hand and still massage. Mexi uses the one off a of perimeter drive in Dublin, closest one. But hey, there's four or five locations in Columbus. Use whichever one tickles your fancy. Promo code MEXI. And as always, you know, if you're on the go, you got to drive places. You got to make sure you're insured. 
make sure you got the holy shit package. We want to make sure that if you ever have an accident, you know to call the right people. And this is where Maxi voted for Ramo. He hooked me up in my time of need, and he will hook you up. Promo code Maxi saves you money on car insurance. You know, switch away from Geico. Don't listen to those idiots and that gecko. Vote for Ramo. 614-915-0412. Again, he will help you with your policy with American National. Help to Mexi. And now, Mexi's helping you. Promo code Mexi. Use it. Abuse it. Get discounts. Now, moving on to my Alabama race from the weekend. So, this was maybe, let's see. Uh, so, we got Louisville. We got the Ford, Seattle, Las Vegas at 6. This was, oh, it was Tara's seventh race that she's come to watch me do. Second only behind Cato at this point. <coughs> and helped with the driving and we got to bring Nina and this is where when people ask me hey Mexi we've listened to your previous podcast what made you choose what made you pick when it came down to it why and the answer is quite simply Thoughtfulness, dedication, loyalty, because the thoughtful gift from Christmas, you know, the holy shit runners package. I use those sleeves all the time now. The goose, I have so many goose now. I use them at this Alabama race. Just having someone that knows how to take care of themselves and plan ahead it's refreshing we took Nina guess what Nina has her little hammock in the back of the car that prevents her from shedding everywhere and getting in and out of the little uh, all the little tiny places uh, in the car Nina is well behaved why because Tara trained Nina to be well behaved unlike some other people I know who still has a dog that shits and pees everywhere and probably jumps out of the car still. Ah, uh, yes, you all know who I'm referring to. I I bring up those stories to Tara. We refer to her as Dumb Dumb. And she still calls. Oh, yeah, she still calls. I don't answer. But, yeah, she still calls. So, yeah, it was refreshing. And somebody who can actually help with the driving... Who knows? I mean, she might not know where she's going, but, because, you know, directions is not exactly her thing, but she doesn't fuck up the car while driving or forget to put gas in it. Again, dumb, dumb reference. So, we drove there. Uh, got, got off Friday night, uh, Friday off, off work, left at a decent hour. Uh, got there around midnight, one in the morning. Now... I, the race was technically a 12-hour race for a 50-miler. So it started at 6 a.m. and ended at 6 p.m. 
But I didn't know that they basically said you can start wherever the fuck you want as long as you finish by 6 p.m. And I'm like, oh, I only need to do a marathon distance. I'm not going to do an ultra. So fuck that. I'm like, Tara, we don't have to be there at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Let's get some decent sleep, get breakfast, and then go. Oh, we got up at 8. Decent sleep. Went across the street, get breakfast at Waffle House, then showed up to run the marathon or my distance. I got there at 10 a.m. I'm like, I'm ready to go. So I'm running it. You know, no big deal. And this was my first marathon in six weeks. Well, actually, no, longer than that. I think eight to nine weeks. A little over two months. Because the last one was January 20th when I finished third in Vegas. And I think that got me a little cocky. And I haven't been training or running. You know, kind of letting loosey-goosey, a little loosey-goosey with the diet. And this was kind of a rude awakening. I literally finished that marathon distance in maybe six, six and a half hours. Oh, yeah, it was bad. And, yeah, I, I, I'm out of shape. But that is exactly what I needed because now we're about to get into the groove of things. The LA Marathon's coming up next week. And then we got New Mexico and hopefully Arizona back to back to back in three weeks. So, yeah, we need to be prepped. So I've been cranking it up on the diet ever since I got back. But, yeah, rude awakening. I like how it, it kind of made me feel like I've come a long way also. Because I remember there was a time when I would just go out and run a 5K to see where I was at. And um, that's what I needed to, you know, train. Now I go out and run a marathon. Eh, no big deal. So, got the medal. Well, it was a plaque. Uh, actually, ended up running an ultra because the guy is like, well, you can't really do partial laps. So, 26.2 won't count. You have to go all the way around and do 27. I'm like, motherfucker, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's do 27. Done. Uh, Tara wanted to see Nashville. I'm like, oh, we don't have time. We got to drive all the way back. She drove the entire way back going like 90 and got back by 1 in the morning. Great. Went to bed. Oh, well rested. You know, showered. Oh, it's so refreshing to have somebody that actually supports you for your races. And now we look forward to L.A., the bright lights, big city, L.A. Marathon next uh, Sunday, March 18th. Um, I got to do that one just in case they add that as a major. But, yeah, that's the next race. So that was our trip. Again, Nina, well-behaved. Oh, had Cracker Barrel. Uh, I've not had that much Cracker Barrel, but and I don't think I've ever had meatloaf. Tried the meatloaf. Tara told me what was in meatloaf, and I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. But not bad. Their mac and cheese, their uh, hash brown casserole, yep, delicious. Their pinto beans are also not bad for a non-Mexican restaurant. Pinto beans at Cracker Barrel, decent. Make, make a note of that. Well, anyways, uh, to finish up 
I want to discuss recent nonsense going on at work, as always. Where else does nonsense happen? Today is officially March 8th. It is apparently Kmon's birthday. I am not wishing people who I don't care about and who I feel are useless happy birthdays. Just throwing that out there. Oh, Maxi, that's kind of harsh. No. If I, if, okay, let's, let me, let, let's get one thing clear. If you and I are not friends, and by that I mean, in order for you to be my friend, we have to hang out on a regular basis outside of work. So out of everybody at work, I would say maybe, so right now, Alyssa's the only one. For good reason. Everybody else, uh, we'll go to happy hour together, great, but uh, I wouldn't really consider you guys friends. Jim's my attorney, great. Jenna's my manager, great. But that's that's about it. I mean, we do runs for KNR, well, you know, Team KNR and all that, but that's about it. So, no, I'm not, if we're not even friends, and I literally taught you, and you have ignored everything I've taught you, and suck at your job, and are useless to me, I'm not going to wish you a happy birthday. I could care less if it's your birthday. Especially when you give me attitude when you do something wrong. See, when my paralegal B brings me something that I do wrong, I fix it and try not to do it again. But my B recently has been eh, pushing the envelope because she actually came to me and said, Alex, you've been on the edge lately. You've been uh, giving everybody attitude. Oh, yeah, because people are pissing me off. She goes, well... You know, you make mistakes too. You're not... uh, You're not perfect. Okay, number one... Nobody is saying that I am perfect. But I can guarantee you that I am the paralegal at my firm that has the most submissions, the most cases, and the least amount of mistakes. Stats don't lie. Go back and look. At the last quarter of the meeting, I had the highest goal. At the last quarter of the meeting, I had the highest submissions for the previous quarter. I currently have the highest submissions. I still have the highest case number. And I'm doing my A stuff while still doing my B stuff. And I do make mistakes because my B likes to point them out. Now I'm talking about mistakes like forgetting to, you know, Set up Medicaid, maybe, you know, forgetting to, uh, you know, add up properly because I'm going too fast. And she's mentioned, hey, slow down, you go too fast. Yeah, because I'm a submission machine. I go fast. But yes, I agree. Sometimes I make mistakes. But there's a reason why you and Jim wanted me as your A and not Kmart. Do you want to go back to having Kmart as your A? Because I'm pretty sure you already tried to rip your hair off. I want to punch her in the throat with the cases that she actually currently has to give you. Oh, no, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, yeah. Because sending me emails 
because, oh my God, I did not put the minimum and the maximum in the insurance tab. Yeah, those things I do because I like to make your job easier. Those are not requirements because I can grab my training manual from when I started and it is not in there. So, yes. And share the last also say, well, you think you're better than people. I'm sorry. I think I'm better than people. No. There's people I'm not better at then. There's people that do things better than I do. But as far as me on a one-on-one basis versus Kmon or versus whoever is a paralegal in the Columbus office, yes, stats, again, do not lie. And I don't care if it's her birthday. I am not wishing her a happy birthday. Especially when my manager, who, oh, because the other thing that literally has been driving me nuts is that Candace, you know, the front desk girl who used to never put the mail on time in my box is now a floater paralegal and she has a nice little sticker up on the wall that put that reads you know goal spring goals or or, or easter goals that she has for herself don't be so much of a perfectionist is the first line that makes me laugh every time i see it because number one you tried to get me to train you Management didn't have it, didn't want, want you to do it. We, I'm speculating because your attorney doesn't want you training with the best. I don't know why. But anywho, um, but you can't say you're a perfectionist if literally you could not do the mail on a t- in a timely manner, number one. Number two, um, you don't have a goal yet, so you're just sitting around fucking around, basically. Because every time I walk by, Candace, you're never in your office. So that means you're either in your attorney's office fucking around. Oh, how do I know that? Because I had to cover for the front desk girl last week. Because there was only one. Because the other one was studying for the bar and trying to pass that. You know, taking it for the fifth time. News flash: if I ever, when I become an attorney, if I ever cannot pass the bar in two, maybe three tries... Shoot me in the head. Because I'm not taking that bad boy five times. Get the fuck out of here. So, while being up there, I was just, you know, listening. I could hear her attorney, A.T., and Candace just laughing it up. Just laffy-daffy during their meeting, quote-unquote, for an hour and a half. Yeah, that's not what I call... Uh, productive work. And what I get upset about is literally she has two submissions right now. They're not even going to count because she doesn't have a goal yet. And one of them was one of my done treatings that the, the thing I needed in the mail to be delivered finally came the moment they were handed to her. So right now for this month of March, I would have 21 submissions instead of 20. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Oh, and then when she keeps asking my manager, Jenna, you know, that, oh, I need help. I need this and this. I need that. I don't think I'm ready. I read an email that I wasn't supposed to, and it literally said, oh, yeah, for B help, you know, your attorney is the first person you should go to for help. <laughs> okay, well, 
her attorney makes her do stuff that she's not supposed to be doing. And this is why her attorney's gone through so many paralegals in the last year. But yeah, uh, oh, go to your attorney first. And then for B work, go to Alyssa. And for A work, go to Kmart. And I know Candace is not an idiot. When she read that, she was probably like, are you fucking kidding me? And I wasn't even copied on that email. But if you were talking like that behind my back, and the only reason I read it is because I was in my B's office when the email came in, you really expect me to believe. Now, we're talking about the same Kmart that you guys fucked up and had Lindsay not train her properly. The same Kmart who took over her cases and didn't fix any of them. You know, the cases I didn't inherited and have been fixing. The same Kmart who constantly gets complaints from my attorney and my B because shit's not done right. That's the person you're telling Candace as a new paralegal to go ask for help. Bitch don't know anything. That is a slap in the face to me. Actually, you know what? That's a slap in the face to everybody who's a paralegal across the firm. Hell, even Ricky, who is her attorney's AT's main paralegal A. But I guarantee you she doesn't want to train because she doesn't want to even help her own B. And that's part of the problem. And I will leave you all with that. In my firm, we did the math because there was, you know, I left for the for my race last last Friday and somebody else got fired. I did the math. Since I've been at the firm, so a little over a year, 30 people have been have come and gone. Most of them fired. Most of them in the litigation department. Hmm. I wonder who runs that department. Oh, yeah. The litigation manager that nobody can stand. And pretty sure half of those people weren't even qualified to begin with and couldn't handle working with the attorneys here in the litigation department in Columbus. So, yeah. The majority were from that department. But the ones that weren't, Half of those were from Team AT, which is now the one Candace is a part of. Because he makes his paralegals do all these things they're not supposed to be doing. Because he's a lazy son of a bitch. I have a few cases with him. And now they all went to Candace. Great. I don't have any more cases with him. Great. That's what I want. But all the ones I had were basically in the done, done treating stage. And he didn't do shit with them. So the only reason I had them is because his A needed a break and they gave me cases. Oh, goody, goody, goody. So they were all done training. I was just waiting for stuff to come in in the mail so I could submit them. Oh, but now they're Candace's. So thank you, Candace, for having said 7 to 11 free submissions. You're welcome, even though you don't have a goal. And that's what drives me nuts. So... Today at work, my manager is supposed to come down to, you know, be here with the Columbus office. You know. She has the audacity to tell me that, oh, you know, I don't think you're ready to be a manager because 
You complain too much. You're not a team player. Really? I'm tired of cleaning everybody else's messes. And when I clean them, you pawn them off to someone else. I told you, leave me the cases you give me. I want to hit 100 submissions a a month for one quarter. That was in my HR annual review. It's one of the questions. So why ask it if you're not going to help with it? Oh, what is your goal for next year? 100 submissions a, uh, a month for one quarter. Oh, how can your manager help you achieve that? Literally, I wrote down my annual review. Make sure the mail is always on time. That has not been done. And now on top of that, I get yelled at because, oh, I complained that the mail's not on time. Now I have to resort to getting the mail at 5 o'clock all at once because I can guarantee by then it will be done. And then hand-delivering it myself to the post office to save time. Nobody gets that that's a big deal. It is a big deal. Because it's just like redacting your bills. You do it all the time, and you never know when it's going to have an impact until that one time it can make a case go from 10000 to 25000 in the offer. Just like here. You never know when that one time I'm at 99 for the month could maybe go to 100. But don't worry. They want me to be nice. They want me to play ball. They want me to not bother anyone. Great. You want my help? I've decided. And, and my B was like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm like, don't get me wrong. If you're my B and, and you're my attorney, I will do anything to help you. Hands down. But if you're outside of that realm, because guess what? Nobody from that team, me, my B, and Jim, has left. Jim's not lost anybody other than, well, Lindsay who got fired, but she got promoted when she got fired, so she wasn't technically part of the team. So we've lost nobody in our team since I've been there. Why? Because we're a well-oiled machine. So, as long as you're within my well-oiled machine, I would do anything to help you. I would cover for you or do whatever you need. But if you want my help, you better get approval because I'm not going to lift a finger for anybody else. I'll play ball. I'll be nice to management. I won't complain about anything. Get my mail. Do what I need to do. And come April, as promised, if you, if I don't, if I'm not the person that gets it, if I can't be promoted in a race where I am the only one racing, that's a slap in the face. And also, um, what makes you think I'm going to get it when I am not the only one in the race? But we'll see. That is still a long ways away. We'll see. For the meantime, they expect me to cover for Kmont next week. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when she's out of town. And today's her birthday. Well, no happy birthday today. And next week, I am not taking a single phone call. I've Or a single fax to help her. No, she can fuck off with her own cases. Nobody covers me when I'm gone. And Friday when I'm off for the LA Marathon, I better not have anybody cover me. Fuck that shit. Uh, my bee's already dreading it because my attorney actually will also be gone from the 15th to the 20th of March. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to need your help to talk to clients. Great. Great. Sure. You might be. It's okay. Well, anyways, enough ranting. Mexico's got to get in there, actually do some work, get some overtime. As always, hit us up on social media, uh, Snapchat, YouTube, you know, all the episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. 
review us on iTunes, please. Send us your comments, concerns, anything you want. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. You know, you know the spiel. Rate the rate the um rate the podcast, you know. Download it, listen to all of them. And as always, where there is a Mexican, there is always a way. <laughs>